Hey, this is Bruce Boudreaux, and you're listening to Empty Betters with Nick Mack and Harrison. All right, everyone, it's now my pleasure to welcome on Mr. Nick Bowens from Hockey Collective. Nick, how's it going, bud? Doing good, doing good. Thanks for having me, fellas. Yeah, absolutely. Glad to have you here. Uh, your page is certainly one that we pay a lot of attention to, so it's it's good to get you on the show finally. Uh, just before we dive into everything, for those that don't know, why don't you get them up to speed on uh, where you're located and a little bit about Hockey Collective itself? Yeah, I appreciate the kind words there. Um, Hockey Collective, we're a social media brand doing a lot of highlights, news, kind of breakdowns on the sports. Um, same as you guys, just love the game at the end of the day. Uh, we've been around for about 10 years now. My uh, my co-owner, Pat, started the page when he was back in high school. And um, we've been basically buzzing on Instagram over that time, really got into TikTok, Twitter, everything else the last couple of years here more so. But um, yeah, Instagram's our main thing. We've got about 370,000 people on Instagram there, um, about 40,000 on TikTok trying to do some dances and funny stuff over there. That's a little bit different. <laughs> but um, yeah, just uh, really love hockey, like you guys said, and and uh, happy to be here and shoot the shit with you about it. Sure. And you guys are up in Ontario, correct? Yeah, we're uh, mainly in Ontario. Um, so like I said, I co-owner Pat, um, it was the two of us for a number of years there. And um, we're actually up to about 10 kind of part-time people helping out on different platforms and stuff right now. Uh, majority in Ontario. We got one in Pennsylvania, one in Boston. But uh, other than that, we got way too many Leafs fans. <laughs> so I would take it you're not a Leafs fan then. I am. I am, okay. but it sucks. And but it sucks. Yeah. That's <laughs> Should we just jump right into it? or <laughs> might as well i guess <laughs> i would love to hear your analysis of the leafs so far this season uh just you know your thoughts dude it's just like it's just crazy and i mean it, it even ties into other sports too like we think about it like the toronto collapses over the years with all the leafs and then you look at baseball this year and we did the same shit against the mariners and it's just it's a year-round cycle of toronto sports choking and um i mean on paper we've got a good team and i don't think any of you guys would argue that whether you like the leafs or not like it's a good team we've got some d injuries now obviously the struggles in net and all of a sudden it's like damn uh we're in a pretty deep division pretty deep conference couple bad weeks and something could go wrong and then boom all of a sudden they reel off a couple wins Matthews is getting back out there Tavares looks like he did on the island a couple years ago but um I mean playoffs I think we're gonna make the playoffs do I think we're gonna win around I think it'd be crazy to say that we're gonna win around at this point (laughs) (laughs) what's your thought on the goaltending situation uh Mac and I are Caps fans uh you know born and raised in the DC area so we are quite familiar with Ilya Samsonov what's been your impression so far yeah Mac, what do you think? Well, I was just going to say, uh, or I was going to ask you if uh, you've been keeping a running total of how many times the dude drops his stick. Cause that's, uh, that's, that's what used to drive me crazy when he was in, uh, in Washington. I don't, I don't get it. Like that seems like such an easy fix for a goalie coach. I, I didn't realize it's like a lifelong problem for him, yep. but me and a couple of buddies were saying the same thing. I think there was three in one game a couple of yeah. weeks ago. Nope. Get used to it. We used to joke about how somebody just needs to take some duct tape and just freaking like yeah. wrap it and, and call it a night. <laughs> yeah. Jeez. No, I mean, honestly, the goaltending, like 
It is what it is. Is it any worse than last year? Like they had Mrazic and Campbell. Campbell was hot for a bit, but he finished the year pretty shitty and he's kind of continued it into this year. Poor guy. But um, I mean, I, I didn't feel really any worse about it than I did last year. Honestly, um, obviously Murray gets hurt after one game. That's not ideal. Um, came back last night there, had a good, uh, good showing against his old team, the Penguins. Um, Samsonov, I mean, he's Samsonov. He's looked good, but I'm not super confident. Like um, I'd say the one thing, Thing that the Leafs do is they suppress chances a lot better than the Capitals have the last two or three years. Um, sure. And I mean, you even look at Kemper and that he's getting peppered still for them right now. Right. So um, they give up a lot less kind of slot chances and, and high danger chances than Washington did. So maybe he can get some luck and ride that out. Um, but overall, I don't think it's anything to be super confident in. So I'm, if I'm not mistaken, Muzzin is out for a little bit now, isn't he? Or is it a yeah. short term thing? So that's a tough one, and and it's that's kind a of spinal been, injury, isn't it? It's like the long term thing. Yeah. So he's he's had a couple concussions the last playoff runs, if you guys remember there in Montreal, and then last year too, and um, he was in and out a little bit. I think he ended up back in for the playoffs, but he got hurt. I want to say it was probably three weeks ago, and and that night Marner had some quotes in the media of like um this is bigger than hockey like you hope he's okay for his family and you got to think about the rest of his life and stuff so wow. I mean I think we've kind of had in our heads here that for the last three weeks he's done for the season and it's time to look for somebody else um Liljegren came back not too long ago I mean that guy's maybe our best defenseman other than Riley obviously but like he's just so steady back there that's big good. Um, yeah he's he's just like a I know he's like an analytical darling, but he just plays smart hockey. He's a guy that you can appreciate when you watch, right? And um, now Brody's hurt too. So, yeah, I mean, Brody and Muzzin are hurt. I mean, those are the only yeah. two defensive re- <laughs> defensively reliable guys on the team. So how soon before the Eric Carlson to Toronto rumors? Like, are we thinking like a week, maybe two weeks? <laughs> uh, I hope not, man. I so happy for him that he's kind of back on pace and and he's lighting up the world right now but the last thing we need is another 11 million dollar man that's fair i will say though you touched on it initially but johnny t has been a pretty big surprise i think he was getting a lot of hate the last couple years especially people saying like that this guy shouldn't be the captain or whatever but he's really uh he's really tried to silence some of the haters so far this year yeah, Harry was leading the charge online there. Oh, <laughs> yeah, I, hey, I'm 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 a Penguins fan, diehard, but I love the Leafs. And last year, I was very critical of him in the first couple games of round one. So, yeah, yeah no, he's honestly he hasn't been healthy the last couple of years. He misses games here and there, like kind of once a month type thing. And um, a really weird thing that I don't think we're ever going to get clarity on, but like Leafs fans really picked up on, he could not get the puck off the ice in tight the last like two years. And that's where mm-hmm. Johnny makes his kind of bread and butter, right? Like in front of the net, he's a net front guy putting home goals there. So um, you'd see him in the slot and he'd wind up for a wrister and he'd get it four inches off the ice. And it's like, what are you doing? The goal is down. Um, and this year he scored like three, four goals in tight. And it's just, I mean, we're never going to get an answer to it, but it's something interesting that all of a sudden he's burying those. Um, obviously you guys know he's never going to be a fast skater. He's never going to keep up with the Marners and Nylanders on his wing there, but um, no, he looks good and you got to be happy for the guy. I mean, being the captain in Toronto when they lose for the 10th, year in a row in the first round it feels like like he was taking some heat that's for sure so that being said you know you guys are hanging around with boston they're obviously running away with things right now i would say you know them and the devils uh in the east but 
you know, we were talking about this in our season previews, like, you know, it's got to happen at some point. Like we were saying this as Caps fans going into 2018, like it's just got to happen at some point. Like, is this the year? Man, I hope so. I hope so because I really like Kyle Dubas and I don't think you can fault him for most of the issues that this team had. Like at the end of the day, every playoff series, the players don't get it done over the last number of years. And to me, that's not a GM thing, right? Like you built a great team. He's been up against the cap the last, what, four years. And he finds guys like Hyman when he was younger, like Bunting the last couple of years. He's got Giordano playing for 800 grand. Like he, he's doing all these deals and steals every year. He's putting the best team on paper. Realistically, they've gotten a little bit better each season, um, the last three or four here. So uh, Dubas has done his contract at the end of this year. He said he's not talking about it until the end of the year. And, and there's a bunch of rumors that, oh, if Dubas is gone, Matthews is gone because they're kind of boys and he brought him in and all that stuff. So I hope they win a round or two this year just so we don't have to get into that. <laughs> and he's pretty closely linked to Sheldon Keefe as well, right? Yes. Yeah. So they coached together in uh, the OHL there. He brought Keefe in and then the Marley. So they won an OHL championship or like four division titles, I think. And then they won in the AHL as well. And then haven't won shit here. Wow. Yeah. I was going to ask you about the whole Dubas Matthews two years from now situation, but I'll save you the breath. Um, It sounds like you already have your thoughts on that. And I think we can all agree on it. Uh, I want to ask you about some other teams up North of the border. Um, You know, as a guy who's never been to Canada, I always like to hear from guys who are Canadian, you know, does the media kind of play, favorites now to the Oilers since they seem to be like I don't want to say top dog above the Leafs but they got McDavid dry sidled they sound like they're more cup or bust at this point yeah I I would say so honestly and um I think the best example of that is the Jack Campbell signing there like it was like oh Toronto doesn't need to pay this guy he's a bum he's been hurt all year and then he signs in Edmonton and the Toronto media is like oh what a signing for the Oilers they got their guy <laughs> like it just it's such a it's such a everybody against Toronto that we kind of lean into it on Hockey Collective especially but um, <laughs> I mean yeah. like Overall, the the Oilers are good, man. They they were actually my cup pick. I said at the start of the year um, that I think McDavid's going to go nuts. I think he saw Matthews score sixty, and he's like, "I'm going to score 60. I think he saw McKinnon make a hundred grand more than him, and he's going to say, "Screw that! I'm making more on my next <laughs> deal." So um, I think this is the McDavid revenge against the world tour year. Um, I think the Oilers are going to make a good push. He did last year. I was like, uh, yeah, everything last year. Yeah, last year I was super, super harsh on the Oilers all season long, and I kept saying like, you know, this isn't sustainable. You can't win playoff series with just two guys scoring all your goals. And then I <laughs> get to the playoffs, and I watched, and I was like, oh, maybe you can win <laughs> playoff series can. with two guys scoring all your goals. So, mm-hmm. uh, but I, I'm with you. I really think they could actually make a deep run this year. And it seems like the the goaltending situation just like doesn't matter that much as long as they have somebody that's like semi decent back there, they seem to be able to get it done. So yeah, no, Stuart Skinner's looked great, and and he's a hometown kid there in Edmonton, so gotta love a story like that. Hope he kind of keeps rolling there. I think the Kane injury is the one thing that kind of scares my prediction a little bit there. Like that's, that's just big, such a yeah, good yeah. I had them in the final as well. And I think Mac, you did too. I think I, had, I did too. Yeah. But I had you're them right. In the Kane, Rangers. Is, Kane has been such a monster. It's, it's hard to, uh, hard to imagine how they're going to be able to replace him and hopefully he'll be able to return somewhere before the playoffs, but that's yeah. a scary injury. So you never know. Yeah. No, that was scary stuff. Who do you like out of the East? 
Man, I think the East, like I wasn't, I mean, I don't know who was, but I wasn't super high on Boston. Um, I, I kind of, we, we kind of thought all along on our show that it was going to be Canes and Rangers. Um, whoever could kind of seal that division is going to go deep. And That's good. Uh, I Rangers don't feel as stupid great. now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The uh, the Rangers haven't looked great yet, right? Like they're, no. they've had some good games and some bad games, but I think anytime you got, Shesterkin in net, they've got offensive power, obviously. And then their decor, I think, is slept on. You got Truba and Fox. You got Lindgren and Keandre. And then you got um, Zach Jones and Braden Schneider, who are just towers back there on the third pairing. So Rangers are good. Kane's never bad under Brenda Moore. Um, I, I think as much as the Atlantic's been kind of the talk the last couple of years, I think the winner's going to come from the Metro this year. Ooh. Yeah, that definitely makes me feel a little better about our preseason predictions. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I, we were we we were very big on Canes Rangers, so that worked out well. Um, but two teams that we were also big on that just don't seem to have any mojo going is the Blues and the Predators. I think I had the Blues going to the finals. So, um, have you had a chance to watch any of their games? Yeah, I I also like the Blues. I thought kind of like Kairou Thomas, these guys got their payday. They're going to try and prove it here. And that obviously hasn't really happened. I mean, the Blues just, they look abysmal. And it honestly hasn't been Bennington's fault night in, night out. He's had some shaky ones and his numbers are pretty bad. But you watch some of the games and it's 2-1-1, 2 breakaway. And it's like, Jesus, what are we doing? Um, so I don't know. <laughs> St. Louis is an interesting one to watch. Ryan O'Reilly took a month to get going there. Um, they just haven't been scoring. I think Nashville's the bigger surprise for, for me there. Um, we said a bunch coming into the year, like, hey, Duchesne had a career year. Johansson had a career year. Are they going to repeat that? No, but they brought in Niederreiter. Maybe that can add some of those goals back in and i thought the i thought the addition of mcdonough was huge yeah. like i love that guy and that's a, a proven winner no matter where he goes that guy eats pucks and wins so i really like that they've got a good decor sorrows not looking good has been the biggest surprise right like yeah yeah you talk uh, about bad numbers division. yeah he, we were just talking about it yesterday on our on our show you know we were talking yeah. about bainton but sorrows for sure i mean i don't think anyone saw this coming um no. we'll see if he can turn it around the, the one thing I would say with Nashville, though, I think it's a little bit, as much as I'm down on them myself, I think it's a little bit overplayed. Like, they've got 15 points. They win a game. They're tied for third with Colorado. They win two games. Right. Yes. They're for second, right? Like, we're, we're still at that point of the year where an overtime loss can push you past somebody in the standings. So, I hope Nashville figures it out because I think they've got a, a team that lends itself to playoff hockey, right? Big bodies. It's they're also so weird, in that like, division. Like, the Central is not – yeah strong to be honest and they're all kind of separated like you said by just a couple points so no one's really running away with that one yet but it is it is just kind of weird this time of year trying to figure out like who's actually bad who's actually good i feel like um the rule of thumb is always like sometime around american thanksgiving is when you can really start to sort of take things a little more seriously standings wise so these next couple weeks should be really interesting Definitely, definitely. And I think I think we're even starting to see it the last like week. I think back to our like our show a week ago and it was like, Oh, Arizona and Chicago are ahead of Minnesota and Nashville. And now it's like, hey, they're kinda it's even and out. And um, yeah, we'll see. I think Winnipeg's the other one in that division that's like, what? I yeah. I don't know about you guys. Like, I'm sure you have one team that you really hate. Like, obviously growing up, it was the Bruins because they killed us every time or the Habs because Canadian rivalry. But man, the last couple of years, fuck the Jets. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I another team. They're in first place in the division. It's like, what? Like, how'd that work? 
Yeah, Hellebuck looks amazing. Um, yeah. Other than that, I don't even – I hate Pierre-Luc Dubois. Every time I see him, I just get pissed. <laughs> The Jets are just one of those teams that I feel like I could not possibly give less of a shit about. Like they're just they're yeah. so boring to me. I I I feel nothing when I think of them. <laughs> they're just there. That's all I can yes. say. They're, yeah. just, they're a team. Like, congrats. Well, we talk about teams in the standings, you know, maybe trailing off um near American Thanksgiving. One team who we haven't really talked about on our last two programs just because they've been winning so much, the New Jersey Devils. I mean, what do you think they these guys can do? They've won ten in a row and we're very quickly approaching Thanksgiving next week and they're first in the division. Yeah. I mean, again, um, like they're kind of analytic darlings, right? Like they, they lead the league in goals expected for, they lead the league in goals expected against. So if you lean into that stuff, that looks good. If you just watch them, they play fast. They don't give up many high danger chances. Everything's to the outside and their goalies have looked good. I think I saw today that Vinicek's seven and oh in his last seven with like crazy save percentage. And like, obviously they're on a winning streak. That's how it works, Nick. But like, it's impressive when you look at those numbers. Cause I didn't think either of those guys were true. Number one goalies, you know? No, um, but it's true. Capitals fashion. They let a player go and he turns into a superstar. Yeah. That's what I'm hoping for Samson off, but exactly. <laughs> um, I do have to ask this just cause it's my team, but are the penguins dead? Man, I, they're a weird team this year. Eh? Like what are you very think? weird? Uh, I have not been a Hextall fan since the start. I just don't like some of the moves that he's pulled, um, between the Tanev and McCann situation, how he handled that. I was like, I don't really get what you're going for here. Um, so I, 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 I hate to say this, but this year feels a little bit different and it sucks. Cause like Malkin and Sid both still look kind of good. Um, but the rest of the guys have just looked awful. Dumoulin looks terrible. Latang, I think analytically is just getting lit on fire. Um, so it's just not great at the moment. Yeah. I mean, I think I've only watched them three or four times and I think that's the vibe I got to It's just a little all over the place. And then you look at their stats and they've basically been at an even goal differential all year. And like, that's a pretty good sign for their record overall. Um, you want a little bit more out of the goaltending. Like I don't think Jari looked great. The Smith has at times, but not at others. So, um, like you said, Latang, Dumoulin need a little bit more out of some of those pieces. And, um, I think they'll end up in the playoffs somehow. Like they're, they're just, gonna, they're like the Patriots. Like they're, they're always going to be good in my, it opinion. might be a wild card, but they're just somehow going to make it to the second round and everybody's going to be like, Oh, you slept on the penguins again. <laughs> I hope you're right. I don't know. We'll see. I, one of the guys that I just can't stand the sight of him and you're a Leafs guy. So you'll know this because Perry captain has been the biggest waste of space I've ever seen on in <laughs> black and yellow. I don't know what is wrong with that guy. But, is he not the most infuriating player to watch? Oh, I can't. He's been scratched for like I, they they've scratched him the last three games in a row. I'm pretty sure because you can see it with him, right? Like you mm-hmm. see him get a burst of speed, and it's like, oh, Crosby can't keep up. Oh, Matthews couldn't keep up. Like he's gone, and yeah. then he'll get there and he'll fire it into the corner. And it's like, <laughs> yeah, what are we doing? That just yeah. means that soon enough he's going to be a Washington Capital, just like Daniel Sprong, where it's like, oh, it didn't work for the Penguins. Let's see if we can make it work for or Haglin, or yeah, Haglin, exactly. or, or Connor Sherry, yeah. Yeah, yeah. all these guys, <laughs> or Niskanen, or Orpik, or yeah, yeah, seems to be a trend. So speaking of the Caps, I mean, go ahead and rip them apart for a little bit because I don't. I mean, do they look as bad to you as they do to us? 
they look pretty bad. They look pretty bad. But I and I know I heard you guys say on your show last time that like it's the injuries and and really that's all it is. And it sucks to chalk a season up to that. But like their whole right side's missing. Like you look at their their IR is better than their second power play unit, and maybe their first. Like it's tough. I mean, I'm a huge Ovi guy. Um, the Leafs obviously really sucked from like I don't know oh six to like. 16 so my childhood i loved ov i was a i had ov jerseys i had oshi jerseys i was a capitals guy in the in the closet there but um so i want them to do well but i liked the kemper edition i think he's a good goalie but it doesn't matter if you're giving up 30 dangerous shots a game and and you can't score i will say the one bright spot that i didn't see coming was dylan strom he's amazing yeah fantastic like he's looked elite talk about a dude who's had to bounce around to find his way but like if he can figure it out there and I don't know, is he with Mantha right now or they've been juggling it around yeah. so much. It's hard to say who's with who, but yeah. Yeah. If, if he can find a good pair there or something and get second, third line minutes, play on that first power play, like he's going to put up points and um got to be happy for a dude like that. Right. Yeah. You're I think st- he's looked great on the half wall on that first yeah. power play. Unit. Yeah. Thank God someone can handle the puck. Cause yeah. Lord knows they spend most of their time throwing it the other way. I think you're spot on with the Kemper thing too. I mean, just last night against the Panthers, they literally made Darcy Kemper make 20 say or yeah, 20 saves in the first period. Shots were 21 to eight after one. And it's like right away, I'm like, we're not you can't win a game like that. <laughs> no, and it's like we said, that's what Samsonov got the last couple of years too. And um their D is like fine, I guess, like a couple of them, but like even Carlson's not great in his own zone. Right. And then you jump down the line. Like I like Jensen. Um, but other than that, like I didn't even, isn't Matt Irwin yeah. in the lineup somehow? Yeah. A lot, a lot of times he is now. Well, it really hurt losing Orlov too. He's on IR now too. And he's such a like steady Eddie, just yep. staple player back there for us. So I don't know what the decor is doing lately without him, but it's not good. What, what would you suggest the Capitals do from here? Cause like, are they going to find their way back in a really tough stop Eastern? letting Eric Gustafson do breakouts? Because <laughs> <laughs> that just looks so bad. It's yeah. tough. My, what I've said all along is like, they just need to find a way to not get buried in the standings until we get some of these guys back. But it, it's looking less and less likely that that's going to be able to be possible. My main thing is like, you know, there is a ton of guys missing Backstrom, Oshi, Orlov, you name it, but it's, it's all about Tom Wilson for me. Like, I think that he is just the most irreplaceable guy in the lineup. What he does for us is so unique. He creates space for that top line to, to really do their thing. And, uh, you know, they've, they've, they've had a carousel of guys trying to replace him on that top line. Sherry, Protus, Mantha, none of it really works. So until we can get him back and I don't know how soon that's going to be, it's going to be, uh, it's going to be tough to get, get in the win column. Yeah, that's for sure. And um, I'll carry over a segment that we do on our show. We just say something nice and we pick one of the worst teams. And say something nice. So say something nice about the Capitals. Every year when the Leafs lose, Tom Wilson is the guy that the entire city is dying for. Every trade on Cap Friendly, every trade on Twitter. So, um, yes, once Wilson's back, I think you'll uh, – it's almost just a boost to the room when you get a guy like that back, yeah. right? Like, let alone on ice, it's, uh, it's a boost to the morale. Totally. I also like what I've seen out of Milano so far. I mean, yeah. you know, for, for what you get him for, and I really like the Obey Kubel move, obviously, before he got sussied, but um, we're you know, 
like why did Toronto let him go? Yeah, I don't know. I guess that's a question for me, but why did <laughs> go? Like that's just, he he was our signing on day one of free agency. That's right. Yeah. Nine games into the year, we said, ah, you're not doing great. The whole team sucked nine yeah, games. Yeah, that's a weird one. And and yeah, so I don't know. He he didn't really get a, a shake there. And um well, we always rip on the Leafs because they've been up at 50 out of 50 contract slots for however long. So thank you for claiming him. The fact that you claimed him allowed us to sign an AHL goalie the day after because Samsonov got hurt. Um, but yeah, that was a, a dirty hit. Uh, but I hope yeah. he finds a home there because he's, he's a decent player, man. Like he can fly around. He knows what First he's doing. First two and a half games before he got sussied, I thought he looked great. Yeah. Easily top three players on the ice for him. Yeah, yeah. No, that's uh, an interesting move all around. Who's uh who's like a sleeper team so far this season that you think could be a threat down the stretch? I'm gonna I'm gonna stick with one that I said in the preseason previews and stuff on different shows just to make myself feel good. But it's the Detroit Red Wings for me. Like Huso's been amazing. Their forwards are so skilled. I I I don't like Ben Sherratt, but I like the addition of Ben Sherratt. I like the addition of David Perron. That's a veteran who's won and knows how to win rights. And uh, I just, if you give me a chance to believe in Stevie Y, I'm going to believe in Stevie Y. And he's putting together a heck of a team there in Detroit. Larkin, he's going to want a big payday. So he's going to keep having a good year. They're, they're young guys like Mo and Raymond. They're all taking a step forward. I just like the way that Detroit plays a lot. I think the coaching change was a very necessary move as well. So um, everybody was kind of riding the Montreal and Ottawa hype train up here. And I said at the start of the year, nope, Detroit's making the playoffs, neither of them. So I'm going to stick to my guns because I think they're fourth or fifth in the division right now. I was big on them too. And I love what Dom Kubalik has done for them so far yeah. too. Yeah. He's been lights out. Like, I don't really know where that came from, but I hope he keeps it up. Yeah. They're definitely a fun hockey team to watch. And I think if you look at what, you know, the Iser plan is clearly in full effect here, especially with the youngsters, you know, he built that team in Tampa. Let's be real. And it looks like he's going to do it again here. Uh, yeah, I, I really like what they're doing out there. And if it's not this year, it's going to be the next handful of years. I'd say the one thing that worries me is that I think they're two games above 500, but they've got like a negative seven goal differential. Um, so that's not great. I think they have four overtime losses, which, again, kind of get those freebie points early in the year makes you look better than you might actually be. But no, I like what Detroit's building. I think they're going to have a, a good five to 10 years sooner soon. And then... Well Oh, you go, Nick. Sorry. I was going to ask, what have you thought of the Flames so far? Because I feel like people thought that they were going to, you know, pick up where they left off last year. And it, I would just say flat is the best way to describe them right now. Yeah, I think I think that is the best way to put it. And it, I, I want to give them some slack because anytime you lose your two best players, there's going to be some change, right? Like even just the attitude when you walk in the, the dressing room in the morning and you're kicking a soccer ball around, or you're taping your twigs together. Like you just lost your two best players. Brought in some great players, but it's a difference, right? So kind of wanted to give them 10 games to adjust to that. But at the 10-game mark, they started getting worse. So uh, Huberto hasn't found a fit yet. I don't know if you saw Sutter's quotes the other day, like he's on the third line because he hasn't done shit anywhere else. And it's like, <laughs> not a great thing to say about the guy you just signed long-term. Um, I love the Kadri signing. I think no matter where Kadri went, I would have loved the Kadri signing. Like, that dude's a dog. He's just going to win. Like, uh, I love that signing for Calgary, especially, though, because he's just a, another piece up the middle. Uh, Lindholm, he's so underrated. Maybe underappreciated is a better word, but he's sick. Um, and I really like the addition of Uyghur in that deal. Like, how they just threw in a top four defenseman like that was 
pretty neat. Work. I think he looks so much more at home than he did in Florida. In Florida, I think he made a couple plays every game where I was like, dude, what the hell are you doing? But clearly yeah. it's working for him in Calgary. So, I mean, good for him. Yeah, and, and people were like, oh, his numbers are inflated by playing with Ekblad, which guess what? Ours would be too if we were out there with him. Like, that's right. how it goes. But now he kind of gave him a bit of leash. He gave him a different uh, change of scenery there, and um, he wants that big ticket. So he's looked good too, yeah. It's just kind of interesting, like, how the whole Huberto-Kachuk flip has worked because Kachuk fits right in perfectly. He's tied for 12th in the league in scoring right now, and Florida looks great, and Huberto – you know, is on the third line. It's just, I don't think any of us could have saw that coming. No, I think I honestly probably predicted the exact opposite. I <laughs> yeah. said like to Chuck's kind of a bigger personality, like might take a while to kind of sink in there. Um, and I wasn't high on Florida coming into this year. I did not get firing. Uh, what's his name? Burnett there after the playoffs. Yep. Like they won the president's trophy. Like he's clearly doing something right. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't love the Paul Maurice signing because like we said earlier, the jets are just kind of in existence <laughs> and, and that's kind of his fault there. Um, so I, I don't know. I, I'm not a hundred percent sold on Florida yet. I think if they, if they end up getting there, it's because they've got Bobrovsky and Knight in net. And that almost seems unfair. Yeah. yeah. Um, you talked about it earlier, but you guys got your own uh, podcast for hockey collective. What can uh, some of our fans who might want to check you guys out expect on that podcast? Yeah, similar to this, just like I said, talking about hockey overall, we we all just love it. We've got, uh, I guess, two Leafs fans on the show and a Hawks fan. So um, we've got a good rotation there. The Hawks fan's also an Avs fan. And the other guy's also uh, Tyler. He's also a Red Wings fan. So um, we get some good banter going and stuff there. We've got a couple guests on. Um, this week's episode that came out was with uh, Kane Van Gate. Um, self-proclaimed best uh, beer league goalie in the world. So um, had some cool stories with him about playing college with BX, uh, playing high school with Ben Bishop and Paul Statsny and others there. So um, honestly, like I said, just trying to uh, share cool stories around the game. And as you guys know, there's so many cool personalities and stories that um, don't always come to light. Like we said before the show on ESPN or on TSN or whatever it may be. So really that's it, man. Just trying to share some cool stories and, and entertain the masses. That's awesome, man. I'm glad to hear it. And I'm glad that uh, things are going so well for you guys. So we'll be sure to uh, check that out. Uh, anything else you want to touch on before we wrap up here? No, no, I think that's it. But I uh, appreciate you having me on. Like I said, check out the uh, check out the podcast, check out the socials. We'll uh, we'll do some stuff together here after this. And uh, check out the apparel store, too. I got Matthews one on here. Greatest leaf oh. of all time. <laughs> oh, I, <laughs> I love, love that. that. That's oh, my awesome. God. I think I'm put that in my shopping cart right now. <laughs> I was going to say, though, that hat you're wearing is pretty fire, too. And that jersey, I love the uh, love the merch I've seen so far. Yeah, appreciate it. Appreciate it. We'll do a little merch swap here. And uh, like I said, thanks for having me on, guys. Absolutely. Of course, man. Take it easy.